my name's Jonathan Nato, and I'm a blind guy. Hey everyone, I'm Hamad Zaidi, and I have a disability. This is Limping on Cloud Nine. Welcome back, people, to episode number 44. I cannot believe we've done that many of them. Yeah, that's crazy. That used to be my old football number when I played football. What, 44 used yeah. to be your old football number? Yep. Yeah, that is wild. 44. Can't believe it. So I really appreciate people for listening and have a good day. Yeah, no, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> the quickest one yet. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The last episode, the last podcast we did, number 43, was about my first film festival judge, yeah, Flickr yeah. Fest in Sydney, Australia. And I encourage everyone to listen to that. That was a really fun one to do. And more importantly, it was a really fun one to live. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> so we're going to do another first because I promise that this is going to be basically a cloud nine week and only a little bit of limping sprinkled in. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about my first dog. Ooh. <laughs> and then my first dog as an adult. Oh, Okay. So, growing up in Overland Park, Kansas, I had a mom that had dogs growing up, a dad that loved dogs, one sister that that was deathly afraid of dogs, and the other who just didn't like dogs. (laughs) A very, very, very mixed bunch. (laughs) A very, very mixed bunch. So, the second I could talk, I'm like, dog, dog, and they're like, no, never, never. And then my dad was like, yeah, maybe, maybe. And my mom's like, I love dogs, but our girls don't like them. It's not fair. And, you know, they're going to say, we, Hamad's wrong on his podcast. We love dogs. That's not true. Mona, <laughs> Mona my, my sister Mona will admit she despises dogs. Okay. My, my other sister, Dolly, the one that's been on this podcast, she'll be like, Hamad's lying. I love dogs. <laughs> no, she does not. She might like dogs as long as they're nowhere near her. She, she tolerates right? them tolerates them, but even that is is barely, barely. (laughs) Anyway, I had an uncle that lived with us, and one day he came up to me. He called me Kiddo, right? Yeah, yeah. And he came up to me and he goes, hey, Kiddo, got something for you. And he had this little cardboard box, and it was moving. (laughs) Something's in there. And I look inside, and there is a little brown dog. So naturally, Jonathan, I named him Brownie. There you go. <laughs> right? He looked so cute and so hapless and so like uncoordinated. And I thought this is just going to be a little, a little dog that is my happy little dog that always listens to me. <laughs> Not the case, man. It grew up to be huge. <laughs> Huge. And we had a fence in the backyard, but he was a big dog. So he just hopped the fence and <laughs> ran around the neighborhood and, and terrorized kids. He wouldn't really bark at him. He just wanted to jump on them because he wanted to play. Yeah. But he was, uh, you know, really big and very heavy. He had to be at least 100, 125 pounds. Just a big, big dog. So... I didn't have Brownie very long. I had Brownie for about a year, a year and a half. And after like 96% of the neighborhood was complaining, we we had to give him away. Yeah. Right? After we gave Brownie away, I'm like, okay, let's go get another dog. And my mom and dad are like, no, 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 no. So there's many misfires. I tried many times to get another dog in my childhood, and it just never happened. 
I mean, Mona was deathly afraid of dogs, and Dolly didn't like them. Yeah. So that combination just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Right? All these years go by. I'm an adult now, and I really want a dog. Right? And I never really get one because I was traveling a lot, and I wasn't sure if it was the right time. But then something completely magical happened. Can I tell you what happened? Someone dropped a dog off on your doorstep. I wish it were that easy. (laughs) I wish it were that easy. But in the summer of 2000, I made a short film, the only short film I've ever made, that was called Baptized at Lucky Lube, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a future podcast. Yeah, definitely. And it was being edited in Nashville, Tennessee. Now, the reason is, I was absolutely crazy, over-the-moon nuts about this woman that I, would, I dated for a very short period of time that summer. Yeah. Right? I dated her for two months, and she lived in Nashville. So my way of keeping in touch with her is, hey, why don't you edit this in Nashville, Tennessee? That way I could go there to see her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so what I did is, because I live in Los Angeles, of course, so what I did is... I flew to Nashville for an editing session, and at the same time, Hollywood was on strike. The screenwriters were on strike. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Writers Guild was on strike, right? Yeah, the Writers Guild was on strike, which means that nothing would be getting done. Yeah. So I land in Nashville. She picks me up. We go out to dinner, and we're still dating, right? So I'm like, this is amazing. This woman's beautiful. It's going to be incredible. My life with her will be many decades, blah, 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 blah. Right. After dinner, we're driving around. She puts her hand on my leg and she goes, Hamad, I've got some good news and some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bad news first. And she goes, OK, I'm dumping you. Ouch. And I'm, and I'm like, what? And she goes, I no longer want to date you. And I'm like, OK, well, so what's what's the good news? <laughs> right? You know, and she goes, the good news is, as you know, Hollywood's on strike. So I worked it out so that if you like, you can move to Nashville for one semester and teach film producing at my college because Valerie was and still is a uh, a film school professor. Okay. So naturally, Jonathan, of course I said yes, right? Right, right. But why did I say yes? You know why I said yes. I said yes because I wanted to get her back. Exactly. I didn't say yes because I really wanted to teach in Nashville, although I will say Nashville, Tennessee is an amazingly cool town. Yeah, I I would. uh, We have friends that moved to Tennessee, and I wouldn't mind if we ended up in that area someday. I wouldn't either. It'd be closer for me to come hang out with you. <laughs> not, ter- and, not terribly closer, but closer. <laughs> well, and, you know, 2,000 miles away instead of 3,000 miles <laughs> Exactly. Away. Right? So I had this whole plan. I had this whole plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to get Valerie back. I'm going to go teach producing. I love teaching. It's fun. Hollywood's on strike. I'll still leave my place in L.A. My class was only on Fridays, so I would fly back to L.A. for any important meetings, which there really wasn't in that four-month period, right? Yeah. But I flew back every now and then. But I basically lived in Tennessee. So here's how this story relates to my my dog. Valerie had a dog named Vinny, right? Okay. And so I thought, if I'm going to go back to Tennessee to try to get the woman I love back, 
I want to move close to her because I'll offer to walk her dog. There you go. Right? There you go. And I'm not even kidding about this. The duplex right next door to her place opened up. <laughs> I swear. So she calls me and she goes, you know, something's open right next door. And I'm like, I'm there. So I rented the spot 50 feet away from her. <laughs> Which I know it you, sounds You, you, you can't even no. make this stuff up. <laughs> you can't make it up. So I would walk Vinny and I'd talk to her dog who's, you know, in dog heaven now. But I'd be like, Vinny, I hope this works, man. I'm walking you twice a day, blah, 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 blah. Did you ever right? tell him, like, put a good word in for you and stuff? Ah, he probably did because <laughs> Valerie, Valerie and I are still friends. And I went to her wedding. You know, oh, she, no her kidding. husband. Her husband, Mark, is an amazing guy. So they're great people. Awesome. Right? So here's what happened. One day around 1230 at night, there's a massive knocking on my door. And what do I think, Jonathan? What do you think I think? I don't know. Probably like a fire or I don't know. Someone's something crazy is going on. That's what a rational person would think. But I thought, she wants me back. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> She's knocking on my door at midnight. She wants me Fr- back. Frantically knocking, like, come on, I've been wrong for the past month. Right? Open up exactly. the door. <laughs> exactly. So I opened the door, and it was her. But she, she certainly did not want me back. She goes, she goes, Hamad, there is a dog freezing in the snow right now. Right? Oh, man. Here we go. And my landlord's not going to let me have two dogs because I already have Vinny. Can you take this dog in? His name was Lucky. He was kind of like Brownie, completely untrained. Yeah. So, And this dog was inside my house, and it was a pretty mangy dog, right? Yeah, so I'm like, yeah. I got to get rid of this thing. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So Christmas was coming up, and I was flying back to California for Christmas. Yeah. Right? And so I didn't want to pay boarding for this dog that, like, bit me all the time, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I go to the Humane Society, and I, I tell them, hey, I've got this dog. What can I do? They said, tell you what, here's the deal. We'll take the dog in. If somebody comes to adopt a dog while you're in California, we will call you. But if it's not adopted to a better home, by the time you come back, then you can get your dog back. Okay. Okay. Right? Yeah. So to me, it was like a freeway of boarding him for 10 days. And if a family found him that really wanted him, good for Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So here's what happened. The day after Christmas, I get a call from the Humane Society. And I'm thinking they're going to say, hey, we found a great home for Lucky. Congratulations. He found a nice home. Oh, man. Right? Don't, don't tell me they called saying, come get your demon dog from hell right now. You know, they said, they said, your demon dog from hell just bit one of our employees. Oh, no. That's and like, the, that's the death sentence, right? It is. And oh, we're, we're, man. And, and we're, we're putting it down. And I'm like, you cannot put this dog down. So thankfully, it was all, it was already after Christmas. Yeah. So I told my mom and dad, I'm like, I got to go. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, I got to get back to Tennessee. So. I alerted Valerie right away. Valerie called the, the Humane Society and kept on telling them to release the dog to her. And they're like, no, it's against our insurance policies, blah, 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 blah. The dog's dangerous. We can't release it. We have to euthanize it, mm, right? Mm. 
So she was arguing while I was on the planes, and I landed because the dog was under my name. Yeah, right? because yeah. I landed, drove straight there, and just raised hell. Right, like, give me my dog back. I'll sign any insurance paperwork you want that shows that I'm not that you're not legally liable. Right? Yeah. And they're like, we can't do it. We can't do it. We can't do it. They said you can get another dog, and I said I don't want another dog. I want that dog. And they go, but you can get another dog. And just as I was saying I don't want another dog again, yeah, I I heard this yelp, like this puppy just go. Right. Yeah. And I and I looked over and there is this gorgeous, cute little blonde puppy. Right. Yeah. And I walked over and I I just saw this puppy. It was a yellow Labrador puppy, mm. or or at least at the time I thought it was. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay, I love this dog. And then they had a now at the same time Valerie was also there. <laughs> yeah. So Valerie was talking to the organize the the head of the Humane Society there. Yeah. And working out a release. <laughs> you know, almost, yeah. Almost like she's paroling Lucky, right? Yeah. She's working out some parole for Lucky so Lucky wouldn't die and he would come back home. Yeah. So they told me, they said, so Valerie has worked out a deal. Lucky will be able to come home, but you need to sign all this paperwork indemnifying us from any issue of if the dog does anything to anyone else. Yeah, yeah. So I signed it all, right? And then I said, now I want to go get that puppy. And they go, no, our rule is you need to see three old dogs before you choose a puppy. What? Right? Yeah, that was the rule. You need to see, you need to consider three older dogs because they're closer to dying because everybody wants a puppy. Right, right, right. So I went and saw three dogs, and I liked all of them, but I'm like, man, my heart is on that little blonde puppy. I want that puppy, right? Yeah. So they put my name on the puppy's cage, right? And they said, okay, we'll put it in reserve. And then I went and saw three dogs, and Jonathan, when I came back, my name's gone off the cage, and the puppy's gone. No way. Yeah, and I'm like, what happened? They go, oh, we're sorry, it got adopted. And I'm like, no, 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 What do you mean it got adopted? That's my dog. My name was on there. And they're like, no, it wasn't. I'm like, yes, my name was on there. That is my dog, right? Yeah. And so I found where the dog was. <laughs> the, the, the dog was in this woman's arms in the office where they're doing all the paperwork. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then the worker helping me came over and said, this young man had his name on that dog. The person there is like, well, the only way to solve this is to basically interview both of you to decide wow. who gets to <laughs> right? And so the, the lady behind the desk took the dog and put it in her lap. And then she goes, okay, tell me about your family. And the lady's like, well, I'm married. You know, I've got four children. We live, you know, on, in a big house. We've got a fenced yard, blah, 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 blah. And then she turns to me and she goes, and you? And I said, I'm single. I live, you know, in a duplex. And I didn't want to lie. So I said, you know, I actually live in Los Angeles. I'm here for one semester. And she goes, what's your occupation? And I really wanted to say producer. Yeah. Right. But I I knew that that would be bad. Right. Because it would just be like, oh, it's a Hollywood guy. He's not responsible. Blah, 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 blah. So. I'm like, well, I'm a professor. 
Right? <laughs> <laughs> Same as our thing. Go, you're not a professor. And I said, well, not technically, right? But I am an adjunct professor because I teach a class at Watkins Film School. And the lady's like, you teach a class at Watkins, right? And I said, yes. And she goes, all right. So if I call them right now, and I said, yeah, if you call the Watkins right now, just say, does Hamad Zaidi teach there? I'm known the only Hamad that does. So they'll say yes. So she did. She called him. Now, it also helped that Valerie was head of the film school. Yeah, yeah. And she was in their office arguing about Lucky. Yeah. So it kind of made sense to them. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, the, it, it was something that looked like it could be truthful. And then they did the, the test where they put the dog back in the lady's lap, and the dog was struggling. Yeah. And then they, they put him in mine, and he just snuggled into me, right? Yeah. Just, uh, immediately. And I gave him a look like, don't worry, bub. I will work something out. I will do something. <laughs> you're, you're, going, you're going home with me today. Right. Right? And then what happened is a couple more questions later, she's like, the lady behind the desk, she goes, you seem like a very nice young man. But, you know, you're single and you're moving back to California. So we're going to give this puppy to the other lady. Right. Mm -hmm. And they did. They gave it to the other lady. Right. Man, okay. And so I just see my puppy giving me a look like, come on, dad. Come on, dad. (laughs) Pull something out of your hat. Don't go out out like that. (laughs) You can't. You got to fight for me, dad. So as the lady's leaving the office, I noticed there's a pack of Marlboros in her, in her shirt pocket. Oh, man. And so I looked and I go, excuse me, is that cigarettes in your pocket? And then the lady's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. No hard feelings. Do you want one? And I turned directly to the lady behind the desk, right? Yeah, yeah. And I said... I do not want one because I do not smoke. If that puppy were mine, he would live his entire life in a non-smoking environment. <laughs> oh, man. Boom, man. That did it. The lady's like, you know what? You know what? I'm giving him his dog. Right? Oh, man. And she took it away from that lady and gave the dog to me. Right? No kidding. So I'm holding this dog. He's giving me this look like, I'm going to cost you so much damn money. You have no idea. <laughs> but you'll love me for years, right? And what wound up happening is I go to fill in the paperwork because at the Humane Society, you need to tell them what the dog's name is. Yeah, yeah. And he, everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I love Dr. Pepper. Right, right, right. And, and I've also mentioned every now and then that the Beatles are my favorite band. Right, right. You know, with the Julian Lennon episode, right? Yeah. And, you know, for our listeners, we're going to link the Dr. Pepper episode and the Julian episode to this one. Yeah, so there they you can, go. So they can go back. But I thought, why not name him the greatest name of all time? And I said, his name is Sergeant Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy beyond the counter, he goes... No, it's not. And I said, yes, it is. He is a military man, and he is a physician. Sergeant Dr. Pepper is the name. And they actually fought me, man. They're like, why don't you just name him Sarge? 
everyone's going to make fun of him. And I said, well, I'll probably just call him Pepper. But on paperwork, his name has to be Sergeant Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's awesome. Right? And that became his name. So here's a weird thing. I still had Lucky, too. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right. So Valerie pulled through for Lucky, right? Valerie pulled through for Lucky. So those two lived together for about four and a half, five months. And at the end of it, Jonathan, I couldn't keep Lucky for the following reason. California has really strict dog bite laws. Mm. Like you can actually lose your house to the person. Oh, that, man. That, wow. You know, yeah. it's pretty serious. Yeah, you don't want to be uh, messing around with that then. <laughs> So this is how amazing of a friend and person Valerie was. Knowing I couldn't take Lucky back to California, we did research and we found a no-kill shelter outside of Kansas City. Mm. So I had Pepper in the seat of my car because I only had a two-seat car. Valerie took Lucky and Valerie followed for 560 miles. Wow, no kidding. To make sure Lucky went to a no-kill shelter in Kansas City. Wow. Because we were driving from Nashville to Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then I took Pepper back to California. And when he got there, uh, he lived a long, long, wonderfully crazy happy life. He, uh, well, most of it, most of it. He actually went blind when he was 12. I feel, I, I feel for you, Pepper. Yeah, no, I mean, you, dude, you know, one of the days that I cried the hardest was the day I realized he was blind. It, Wait, is he like bumping into stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, man, you know, you know, here's a weird thing: he adapted within ten days. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Once he finally figured out, oh, hey, I, I, I hear, I hear me walking across the floor. Or, you know, he probably had a sense of uh, like I can take this many steps before I bump into the wall and stuff. So. Yeah, no, it was truly amazing. And then a year later, I thought, okay, he's going to still live a couple more years because he's blind, but he's happy, right? Yeah. And then a couple, uh, several months later, maybe a year later, he got he got cancer. Oh man. And and I'm one of those crazy doggy dads that just thinks that there's nothing stopping my little puppy. Yeah. So so we got him cancer treatment. Man, it was hard. Yeah, and then, I can believe it. President's Day weekend a couple of years ago, he was he was on his last legs. I knew he was on his last legs, right? But he had this beautiful moment to where he looks really healthy, right? Yeah. And my wife, Shahina, twice a year her and her friends do a getaway. Yeah. Right? And that getaway that weekend was up in the wine country of California. Okay. And she was flying, but I wanted to drive because I love convertibles. I love driving, blah, 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 blah. Right? Yeah. So I'm like, you fly, sweetie. I'll meet you there. And I remember I had my nephew watching Pepper. I remember leaving the leaving our home and driving like two miles and then just having this weird feeling. And I thought, you know what? I want to go back home and see Pepper one more time. And I turned the car around, drove back home, you know, went to Pepper, gave him a huge hug and let him kiss me a couple times. And I'm like, hey, big guy, daddy will be back on Monday. Daddy will be back. You, you have a good weekend, okay? And, you know, that Monday, mm. he died. No he died. kidding. No kidding. That's the last time I saw him was that Friday. Wow. 
it's and I got to tell you, I sympathize with anyone who goes through loss because when Pepper died, yeah, man, I cried for four weeks. Mm, mm. I could I couldn't get over it. It was just it tore into me hard. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I actually have a friend on Facebook that recently lost a dog, and he he he's been going through the same thing. Man, it was. You know what's crazy is. Thank God my daughters were only three years old because this was. We lost him two years ago. Yeah. And, man. I remember, like, even as I'm talking about this, I'm trying not to cry now. I I remember like, just dealing with the fact that I won't see Pepper anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 weird. I mean, I didn't think. I mean, I love my dog a lot. I did not realize I would have that reaction mm. to it. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, For that, that, even though know? even though it's a like a cheesy saying or whatever, it's like you don't realize what you have until it's gone, kind of thing. Like, no, oh, no. Well, that cheesy saying is absolutely true. Though. <laughs> you know. So yeah, and it was. It took me six or seven months after Pepper died. To get Sunny. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, and I love Sunny. She's downstairs giving me the finger, like, <laughs> F you, Dad. F you. I, I thought I, I was I see. Favorite. I'm just a rebound dog, huh? <laughs> I'm just a rebound dog. But I will say this about my beautiful Sunny, who's downstairs, is she is the first female dog I've ever had. And mm. I'm telling you, man, they are awesome. They're yeah. Awesome. Yeah. They're more gentle. They're not as aggressive. They're they're kind. They're loving. It's all good, man. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, absolutely. So I don't really know, Jonathan, what this story today taught any of us outside of the fact that perseverance will get you the dog of your dreams. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, and by the way, he actually wasn't a full-blown yellow lab. He wound up being, I thought he was when he was a puppy. Yeah. But he was half Labrador and half Basset Hound. Ah, okay, okay. So he, so he looked like a lab who never grew up. Yeah, yeah. And you know where he is now? Did you, did you keep him? Did you like, uh, like, uh, bury him I, on the yard in the yard or cremate him or? You know, you know. Here's the thing. I don't know where he is right now because he's in a moving box somewhere. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> we, we, we cremated him. Yeah. And and he's you know we we were for those of you who haven't been following this podcast, we had massive water damage last July and we had to live elsewhere for ten months. Yeah. So the beloved Sergeant Dr Pepper is in his little, you know, shrine jar. Yeah. 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 Uh, somewhere downstairs in a box. Man. And I'll have to find him and tell him I love him and tell him I miss him. But for those of you out there who are thinking about having a dog, absolutely. Greatest decision you'll ever make in your life. Yeah, my mom. (laughs) My mom loved just animals in general. I mean, before she passed away, we had, like, three dogs, two cats, like, three, at least three birds. And not, like, parakeet birds, like, you know, kind of bigger-sized birds. Uh, right, you right. Know, I love birds a lot, actually. Like a bunch of fish. I mean, my we we practically had like a, our own little personal zoo. <laughs> it was pretty funny. No, that that is funny. So you, you know, people, Jonathan's always telling me to just br- sprinkle in different aspects of our lives, which I think is really cool and important. You know, I love animals, man. I absolutely love animals. You know what I'll ra- wrap up with? You know, the only thing that bugs me a lot. Mm. Is every now and then when my girls come home from school, they always hug Sunny 
They play with Sonny. You know, they're all about Sonny. And then, matter-of-factly, either one of them, they'll look at me and say, Hey, Dad, when Sonny dies, can we get another dog? <laughs> and I'm like, don't talk about Sonny that way. Like, yeah, but, but, you know, Pepper went to heaven, so when Sonny goes and plays with Pepper, can we get another dog? And I'm like, hopefully you'll be, like, headed off to college, and your dad will probably get another dog, yes. Yeah, right. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, that is the story for today, my friend. All right. Now, if you guys want to check us out, you can ch- find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube, all those uh, fun places on your any podcast catcher, most likely on Android. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and uh, also check out toysaccessible.com. I know we've mentioned that uh, on the episodes before. Toysaccessible.com. It's a website that has toys that are manufactured with kids that have disabilities in mind so they meet the needs of kids with various disabilities. So check out toysaccessible.com. And, Haman, how can they get a hold of us? If they want to b- bother... Oh, let me hold on. If they want to reach out to us, they can always email us at info at limpingoncloud9.com. That is nine, the number nine. Info at limpingoncloud9.com. And we absolutely love feedback. Good or bad, we just love feedback because we like knowing people are out there. Yep, definitely. And so, everyone, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And we will talk to you next episode. See ya.